Blog Talk Radio. At five star HVAC contractor. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. It's a Sunday morning on week number eight in the NFL. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, as we are here giving set for a big-time week. Now, we are week number eight, and as my mind starts thinking about what's happening in the NFL, you can think to yourself now, I think, anyway, that teams are going to be good are good now. Teams that are going to be bad, they're bad now. The question you have to ask yourself, is there any team that can quite possibly make a run at being any good right now for the rest of the season? And that's really the only question that you have to ask yourself in this NFL season as we've seen a lot of things happen. I mean, uh, we can sit and talk about that. I mean, I've I listened to some people. I've listened all week, unfortunately, to um, uh, the major sports this week as I was driving in early and I didn't want to listen to music. Um, listening to people complain about the NFL and the product that's out on the football field. Now, the reason why this is a problem, they did not, they did not go into this. The reason there's a couple real reasons why the NFL is not the product that you expect it to be right now, and the reason, or and what people think is more in the fact that it is what it is. You can't change anything as far as that's concerned. You got different coaching and things of that sort, but what I'll tell you is is that the reason why people are a little bit disappointed in this season is because. Teams that are supposed to be good are not on a majority side of the field. Teams that are supposed to be bad, some are bad. But some of them have turned it around. All you got to do is kind of take a look at the Oakland Raiders and see where they're at and what they've done to this point in the season. So has the fact of the actual draft and how they draft and the other teams are beginning to get better, or is it the fact that we don't have certain players in this league anymore that were above and beyond all players, i.e. we don't have a Peyton Manning anymore unless you want to think and you should think that Tom Brady is the Peyton Manning. But there's only so many of those players. There's 32 teams in the NFL, okay? And then there's buys during the week, and that's what we got going on this week as we're week number eight. Got teams that are, you know, supposed to be good are on the buy. That'd be Baltimore and Pittsburgh. They're on the buy. Los Angeles, San Francisco, Miami, and the Giants. All on the buy. So we're not going to get 
Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Flacco this week. And if if you think Eli Manning is a good enough player to be called that guy, uh, like his brother, which, l- listen, I'm just going to say it right out. And, and I know Peyton Manning never say this about his brother, but Pey- Eli Manning can't carry Peyton Manning's jock. Never mind be somewhat close to what he is. And I, But as you, as you look at this NFL season, though, we have no Peyton Manning. So who's stepping up? That's the problem. No one's stepping up to be that next guy. I mean, look at the Jaguars for crying out loud. The Jaguar and the Jaguars. By the way, there is an NFL game going on as we speak. Just to let you know, in case you didn't know, the Washington Redskins and Cincinnati are knotted at seven. Um, and before this game, I had my pick in. I had the wash. I had the Washington Redskins in a mild upset because we're just not getting what we're supposed to be getting. From a uh, a Bengal football team, and that's another thing. You looked at teams that were supposed to be good. Bengals were supposed to be good. They're they're dropping out. Carolina Panthers. They're not as good as they are. The teams are catching up, and that is the problem. That's the reason why the product down on the field is not the same product that we're expecting to see in the NFL. Good, bad, or indifferent, it's just the way it is. So as we move on here in this season, I, you know, we got an idea who's good and who's not. So let's take a look at the standings in the, in the NFL, and then I'll bring on our um, co-hosts if and when they call in uh, before we get through this. And, and this will prove my point a little bit. The Patriots, they're on top in their division over in the AFC East. On top in this division, Tom and listen, I told you Tom Brady getting a couple weeks off. He's got he missed one fourth of the one fourth of the less hit one fourth of running this whole season, and he's still making all the money that he's going to be making. So. Patriots six and one out on the season. The Bill four and three. Miami four and three, and the Jets two and five. Now, an example of a team that was supposed to be as good would be the Jets. They're dropping the ball. Now the Buffalo Bills are trying to pick that ball up of the fumble, but the Bills are just not that good. I'm sorry. You can say whatever you want about Rex Ryan and every and company and that football team. They're just not a good football team. Four and three is not good. But there's a big game there today, as far as that's concerned when it comes to uh, a lot of teams out there. New England-Buffalo is what is the game. We're going to talk about that. AFC North, the Steelers on the bye. They're four and three. They're not as good as they should be. They should be five and two at the worst. And the Ravens, they're three, a miserable three and four. They've lost four games in a row. And the Browns are god-awful. No one expected anything, so they're bad. But the Cincinnati Bengals are three and four. And I think they're – I picked the Redskins in the game that's going now. They're both tied – they're not at seven right now. So, 
and even let's just say the Cincinnati Bengals when they get to 500. That's not where they should be in week number eight. AFC South, Houston Texans are four and three. They're on top of the division. Another thing about teams that are supposed to be good that are not is the Indianapolis Colts. Indianapolis is three and four out on the season. They finally won a game last week. Houston's on top with Tennessee, who's already played. They're in the books of four and four. They beat a horrible Jacksonville Jaguar team that are two and five. And folks, whoever thought the Jaguars were ready to take that step up, are they not? They fire their offensive coordinator, uh, Greg Olson. Will that help? I don't know. It helped the Bills a little bit, but that whole coaching staff has got to go. And they got the old vote of confidence last week, and that can't be good for Jacksonville Jaguar fans or the team itself. AFC West, the Oakland Raiders. This is not a good football team that they used to be. Now they are. They're pretty damn good now. They're five and two. Denver Broncos. Hey, they're five and two. Here's the funny thing: they should be better. Their their dominance is not there like they should be. But hey, and Kansas City's four and two. They're respectful, and the Chargers. Three and four, miserable three and four. But I'm telling you right now, that Charger football team, this is a team that can actually come back, I think. They lose games in the fourth quarter. They figure out how to stop losing games in the fourth quarter. Guess what? They're going to be right there. Over in the NFC, Dallas Cowboys five and one. Good God. Now, now. Depending on how much you your media hound, media lovers for the Dallas Cowboys, okay, they should not be five and one. So enjoy it. But they're not supposed to be five and one. Philadelphia is not supposed to be good. They're supposed to be two and four. They're four and two. And the Redskins are a respectful four and three. Um, and I, like I said, I hope they get the win today after that loss last week. But the Dallas Cowboys have won five games in a row. They should be 6-0 and out on the season, folks, right? You can blame that on the wide receiver. Yes, I'm blaming it on one play because Dan Bailey's money. NFC North. Now, the beginning of the season, you would think 5-1 and one for the Minnesota Vikings where they should be. They lose their quarterback. They lose their running, ba- uh, running back. Uh, they, they really have not – gotten the ball to anybody on the offensive side. But guess what? They're 5-1. and one. So they really should be 1-5 and five right now, but they're on top. So the expectations of that football team after uh, losing Teddy Bridgewater, uh, maybe they should be 500. Oh, they lose Adrian Peterson? Oh, they should be about 2-4. and four. Green Bay Packers are 4-2, and two, and, and this is – one of another reasons why the NFL isn't where it is is because the Packers are not rolling. They're four and two, but Aaron Rodgers is not godlike, so the product's not good. At least that's what everybody's talking about. Detroit's four and three. Told everybody Detroit would finish above the uh, the Chicago Bears, and and all I'm doing is getting beat up about it. And guess what? I'm right. I'm not right very often, so I got to mention it. In the South, the Carolina Panthers should be 5-1. and one. They're 1-5. One and five. They should be dominating their division because of their quote-unquote talent. They're 1-5. and five. And in damn danger of not making the playoffs, you almost could write them off right now because they're not showing any signs of any kind of positivity. Atlanta Falcons are on top of this division at 4-3. and three. They're average at best. So being 4-3 and three right now, okay. 
but that's leading the division in the South because Tampa Bay has always got awful, but they're they're at 500. But it's the New Orleans Saints. This is a team that's fallen from grace. That defense has got awful, and they cannot get out of their own way. They're two and four. Drew Brees is awesome. He's godlike. NFC West. Seattle Seahawks four and one and one. Oh God, four one and one. A tie last week. Can you believe that crap? A tie last week. I'm glad I did not stay up and watch that football game. I'm glad I was just beat and I said, forget it. I'm going to bed at 8 o'clock. And I did. Arizona Cardinals, 3-3-1. Three and three and one. God, I hate that in one crap. I mean, if you can't get in the area where you can kick an extra, get a field goal, in the overtime, there's something wrong with you. They didn't even score a touchdown in in five quarters. And the Rams, they're three and four. They're where they need to be in San Francisco, one and six. So the teams that are supposed to be clearly dominant aren't right now. Clearly not dominant. And the rest of the season... Who knows what – this is going to be one of the craziest seasons. This is the reason why NFL football is great. People that are complaining about the product right now are not looking at the benefit of what could be ending up happening. Could there be a different team in the NFL that will make the Super Bowl? Or is it is it what I think it is, the Patriots that are just going to run all over this league? No one's even, no one's, no one's even close to carrying their jock right now. And frankly, that's what it could be. But the fire, the Jaguars fire their offensive coordinator, Greg Olson. No great big surprise. Gus Bradley should be next. Frankly, they should have cleared out that whole damn thing. The problem is they didn't have a backup plan on who they would go ahead and have someone take that job. That's the reason why Gus Bradley is. He's got until the end of the year, and he's gone after that. Or they would have fired him. And Blake Bortles was god-awful. Sorry about the little breaks. I'm, say, I'm drinking my coffee. See my picture? The, it, it, you got to have your coffee on Sunday morning. So hopefully we'll get our co-hosts in here, of course, that being Cuervo. He's back in Southern California after doing a two-and-a-half-month stint over in Yuma. So hopefully he'll be getting back with us as he – this is his actual first weekend back I, uh, in Southern – I don't expect him too early. He might be on last hour. So I don't expect him to come too much there as far as giving to the show. So we are here. Your Rowlett Eagles, uh, for my locals that are listening, how about your Eagles? 63 to 62. You scratching your head? Got to be scratching your head. Not about the 63, but the giving up at 62. Got to scratch your head a little bit. So, I, I Coach will figure it out. Coach Stevens is a great coach. He'll figure that part out. We're on air Friday night, 7 p.m., coming to you live from HBJ Stadium as the Rowlett Eagles are taking on the Garland Owls in the season finale. They'll go first week. They are going to Carrollton. That's not even a question, folks. So, they will be going to Carrollton 
in the playoffs. We'll be bringing you that coverage as well as I'll be putting in my creds rep uh, uh, request tomorrow. And that game's two weeks out. So just want to be ahead of the game since we know it's going to happen. So the Couch Potato Sports Show will be bringing you coverage of the Raleigh Eagles varsity football team in the playoffs, in the Texas State playoffs, in region number one. Or mark that, in District 9, region one. So that being the attendance that they have in the school. It's the reason why they moved up to that. That having been said, here we are. Uh, they need to change that too, by the way, UIL. Whoever's up on the top, take the first two, put them in Region 1. Who's ever three and four, put them in Region 2. It's not fair. Just my, just my take. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We're going to talk a little bit about, uh, on the other side, the NFL in its state. And then we'll probably jump into some of the games um, around the uh, bottom of the hour, in between the bottom of the hour and the 15 after. So uh, watch out for that. So we're going to do that. We're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the state of the NFL and what's going on, some of the other news that are out there. And we'll do that here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll be right back. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about the Mitchell Law Firm. Looking for a bankruptcy attorney in Rowlett? Talk directly to your bankruptcy attorney, not their paralegal. Get a personal touch directly from Greg Mitchell. The Mitchell Law Firm handles a wide variety of bankruptcy-related matters, including litigation arising out of bankruptcy matters in state as well as federal court. We represent both individual and small business debtors in Chapter 7, Chapter 11, and Chapter 13 bankruptcies. For more information, come in contact with Greg Mitchell at 972-463-8417. That's 972-463-8417. Or visit him on the web at www.mitchellps.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Raleigh Eagles, letting you know about Fit Body Boot Camp. What makes Fit Body Boot Camp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. At Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp, we offer complete fitness programs unlike any other that you've tried before. Our program it consists of unlimited group training sessions, fully customized nutrition planning, and a result tracking system designated to ensure our members achieve their fitness goals. Contact Tom or Mark at Fit Body Boot Camp located at 2502 Lawling Lane in Rowlett, Texas, or give them a call at 214-888-2848. Or visit them on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. 
Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At Regal and Rustic Estate Sales, let us take the burden out of hosting, staging, and cleaning of your estate sale or liquidation. We will provide reliable, friendly service with an experienced crew. We have an excellent reputation for professionalism with exceptional customer service and knowledge. We understand that staging and drawing attention to your sale is key. Most importantly, we listen to our customers' needs and pay attention to detail. That is what separates us from other local estate sales and companies as we truly care about your presentation, property, and belongings. That's Regal and Rustic Estate Sales. Contact Renee Sheffield at 972-861-0231 or check us out on the web at regalandrustic.com. If you're like me, you want your hot coffee in the morning. But as it's getting closer to summer and getting hotter outside, you'll want something more refreshing and cold. With a surefire menu of cold drinks, Scooters is sure to satisfy. Whether it's iced coffees, blenders, smoothies, or even cold tea, check out Scooters Coffee located at Rowlett Road in the 66 with a convenient drive through so you're sure to get in and out real quick and on to your business. That's Scooters Coffee located in the Timberlake Shopping Center in Rowlett. All right, we are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show Sunday morning coverage of the NFL and some of the things that are going on. Let's get some uh, injury reports and talking about what's going on as far as that is concerned. Patriots, Martellus Bennett, he's tied in. Wide receiver. And, Bo- and Julian Edelman from the Patriots. There are both to play today. Will they actually make it in the lineup come that time? We'll find out. And the funny thing about that is Martellus Bennett's brother for the Seattle Seahawks, defensive lineman Michael Bennett, underwent uh, is going to go underneath uh, the knife here, and he's going to be out two to three weeks. Listen, I've, I met Michael Bennett, and there's no, no disrespect to Michael Bennett. He's not going to be back in three weeks. He's going to miss a month, maybe two, a month and a half minimum. Big guy, and where they're doing that, that doing that surgery, a lot of weight on that knee. I, he's going to be out for at least six weeks. They say three to four. He's going to be out at least six or seven weeks. So the Seattle Seahawks are going to have to figure out how you're going to replace that guy. And this is the time for the guy who's going to take that step up to actually step up. Okay. That having been said, Des Bryant supposed to be back in the football field, and frankly, I wouldn't bring this guy back for a while. And I'm going to tell you the reason why. They've won three games without him. They don't need him. And the Dallas Cowboys, I really honestly think, need to think about what they got to do to get maybe what they could get for him. I believe that. And, and just a couple of reasons why. Why does Jerry Jones have to have every head case? out there on the football field. Why? I don't know. 
But Des Bryant, every year it's something with Des Bryant. And then the year before that, different guys. He's always got to have that one guy that gives this team a thorn in the side and embarrasses this football team to no end. Frankly, I've said it before, I'll say it again. This is a horrible human being. And frankly, if you can't have enough care, find a way to find players that don't have enough character that won't hit their mother, I'm sorry, that's a guy that's got to go. Forget it. And, and, and screw you, by the way, Des Bryant. If this guy comes out, okay, this guy's got enough gall to come out and say, hey, you know, you know what happened on that? That was, that was three years ago. Well, yeah, duh, yeah. It's not fresh on our minds. No, you go live your day-to-day, but we get you once a week, you know, 18 weeks out of the year, and guess what? That's the thing that sticks in our mind about you. You're a punk. And if anybody wants to drive, anybody wants to question me about how Des Bryant's not a punk, I swamp you all with the guy that'll hit his mom, Okay. And if you can't see that as a problem, you need to go re-examine your life. This guy is a punk. He doesn't deserve any of this. He needs to be, uh, this guy needs to be underneath the punk. Yeah, uh, you know, sooner or later, will he ever live it down? No, he won't. Because what do most people in this country think about their mothers? Or any country for that matters. And this guy's got enough gall to hit him. The woman that gave birth to you, you want to get, yeah, sorry, Des, I ain't forgetting it. Just as much as I'm not forgetting about the scumbag Ray Lewis who should be in jail for murder, okay? Sorry, I don't have any sympathy for you, and I'm not going to play pussyfoot, and I'm not going to watch either one of you on TV unless I have to. And the Red Zone, unfortunately, will bring him on here. But whenever Ray Lewis is on talking on one of those sports shows, turn it off. I'm not going to listen to Ray Lewis tell us about how to be a human being, especially during the whole situation, during the black lie. I don't, I don't respect his opinion enough to listen to it. Black, white, purple, or whatever the case may be, I ain't listening to him. And, and, and frankly, as far as what the NFL – the Dallas Cowboys need to be above that. And need to be above talent. Get some quality guys on your football team that won't embarrass you. Okay? He's already embarrassed your franchise for as many years that he's played in this league and was on your football team. Oh, yeah, that's just this. No, that's just an idiot. And that's the reason why the Dallas Cowboys have got problems. And it started, yeah, and here, I'll just throw another one. Since I'm jabbing this morning, Michael Irvin is one of the biggest scumbags on the face of his first. Oh, but he's a three-time Super Bowl. He's a whole thing. He's a miserable human being. That's why I don't watch the NFL channel when he's on it. I don't respect his opinion because he's not a, he's not a person that deserves my, first of all, my attention or my respect just by the way it is. Oh, how many years do they have to go without you? No, I'm sorry. I, I've, I've read the book, folks. Pick up Jeff Perlman's Boys Will Be Boys, and you'll see why. That Michael Irvin isn't the greatest guy in the world. Okay, there's a ramp. <laughs> Here on Sunday morning. So, so 
That, that having been said, should should this be the time that the Dallas Cowboys want to get rid of this guy? It might be. But he's back in the lineup today. You know, hey, congratulations. Can't stand the guy. Cardinals wide receiver John Brown expected to play against the Panthers. And Michael Floyd is a long shot to play. Michael Floyd's good talent. Hate to see him down. Buffalo Bills running back, LaShawn McCoy. He's got a hammy. He's out for the Bills. That, that, that could be something. Mike Lessie, uh he uh, wants to play. Question is, Willie, and then wide receiver Robert Woods is listed as questionable. Packers wide receiver Randall Cobb is out against the Falcons. Ty Montgomery is expected to play. He's been sick, ill. Redskins tight end, Jordan Reed. I don't know if he's playing. Uh, let's see here. Oh. Concussions. They've been cleared out of the concussion protocol, so they're actively uh, on the roster as the game is going on. As the Bengals, I'll give you an update on that in a moment. Lamar Miller uh, says that he's going to play against the Lions, but they're concerned about how much, uh, how much or how long he will last out on the football field because of that shoulder injury. And also for the Seahawks, I skipped over Tyler Lockett. He's got thigh. Um, well, everybody's got a thigh, but a thigh injury, um, and but he's expected to play. Uh, DeMarco Murray had an MRI on his toe after the Tennessee Titans win over Jacksonville on Thursday. A source said that more, uh, Murray's going to be fine. So if you were worried about that, but the Tennessee Titans not a good football team. That haven't been said. It is Sunday morning. It is time. And we are talking the NFL. Those are, those are the news and notes that were going on, the, the injury updates that were going on. Some news and notes. How about Joe Hayden on the trading block? I, parts of me does not like this move. Parts of me says Joe Hayden needs to go someplace where his talent can be uh, rewarded. And I'm not talking about money. I'm just talking about, God, can you win a football game, Cleveland, please? Joe Hayden, and listen, I don't want to sound like a punk when I say this, but I I think I'm going to sound like one anyway. But when you play on a bad football team, do you think you're going to get a full 100% from Joe Hayden? No, it's not. You're not going to get it. So I'm going to take – his performance this year, knowing where they are, and just go uh, go away from it. So, um, by the way, McKinnon is out for the Vikings. Bears, uh, along, Goodman, are doubtful for Monday Night Football, just let you know. Why the fucking Bears on Monday Night Football? For God's sake. You, 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 you want to know Why? Monday Night Football was the place where marquee games were for many, many years. And why everybody, you know, the viewership is down? Because you put the freaking Bears on Monday Night Football. For God's sake. God's sake. Can, can you please spare me? So people are going to be watching, you know, wrestling 
on Monday. And you can't blame them. Nathaniel Hackett has presumed the offensive coordinating position for the Jaguars. Oh, my God. The Jaguars are about ready to go down. God. And and I feel sorry for my friend Tom McManus. Has got a lot of hope and love for this football team, obviously, because that's where he played and that's where he was employed throughout his NFL career. But it's crazy. Now. I want to talk a little bit before we get into the games about Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa set out most of the training camp, okay? And the start of the regular season, well-rested, healthy, and no one can stop him. Joey Bosa's a badass, guys. I'm telling you right now. He's the real deal. He's the reason why. The Chargers decided to take him number one uh, because of what we're seeing out on the football field right now. Bosa is crazy. Crazy good. Whoop, just dropped the phone. Bosa's crazy good. He's not just good, he's crazy good. Which makes him scary. Makes him scary about what he can do. C.J. Anderson was placed on IR. He had a knee surgery, so he is done for the season for the Broncos. Big-time game going on today. Bills and Patriots in Buffalo. Will they get their, uh, what do you say, their, their revenge from their week number one or week number three loss? Tom Brady's going to tear that. Tom Brady is going to tear them up today. <laughs> it's going to be great. We're going to talk about that game as we go out that. By the way, some news came out that uh, Nick Saban was close to taking the New York Giants vacant uh, head coaching job. That's according to um, Paul Feinberg uh, from, uh, you know, Tom Arnold tells this guy that uh, Saban almost became the head coach. And a starting salary at $10 million. Questions in Jacksonville. Should the Jags go ahead and bench Blake Bortles? No. I'm going to tell you the reason why. Because them going through where they are at right now is so good for him. They're going to get a new coach. You have another new offense. Get it. I understand. But, man, the experience that he's going to get and come next year, he's going to be pissed off. And maybe we'll see what kind of talent this guy does have next year. So you got to you got to be uh, huge. By the way, with Anderson going down, they brought up uh, Juwan Thompson at the running back position for Buffalo. Uh, to take over for um, Anderson as he was put on the IR, just to let you know that. Again, Vikings rule out McKinnon in today's game against, or Monday night football game against the Bales. By by the way, uh, Chiefs running back uh, Jamal Charles 
has been ruled out for Sunday's game against Indianapolis, uh, swelling in a surgically repaired knee this week. So they got to watch for that. So he is considered O-U-T. He is out. So uh, crazy stuff going on. Guess who's starting for the Browns? Josh McCown is back. Yes, Josh McCown. God, that guy sucks. You know, I I just would rather them go ahead and take a shot on one of these quarterbacks that are on a practice squad instead of starting Josh freaking McCown. What's the damn difference? And I mean it. What is the difference? Oh, he's got more experience. (laughs) Well, the thing's 0-7. You got me away after tonight. Who cares? Oh, boy, he's got more experience. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be fighting their way to the playoffs. I forgot. Hey, hey, knock me upside the head. What do I know? Crazy, stupid stuff going on. I don't know. So th- those are some of the news and notes that are going on in the NFL. It just makes me kind of sick. I, you know, I, I, I just don't get it. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm looking at, I'm looking at these rosters, okay, and I'm looking at these quarterbacks, and I'm asking myself, where the hell are they thinking for any stretch of the matter that Josh McCown is going to help this football team in the future? And that's what I'm talking about. The future. You're 0-7. You're going nowhere. The best you can finish is 10-7, and we know that's not going to happen. And in that division, 10-7 and is not going to get – they're eliminated. They're done. They're done. Bring up a rookie quarterback. Bring up a guy on the practice squad. Screw it. You're done. You might as well see if these guys have some kind of talent then start the, and find the ones that have promise and then put them as the starters next year and find out if they can handle it. The, the, the Browns organization is so stupid, and it's the reason why they're in the position they're in today. It's because they don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, but what do you expect? It, it, it is the Browns, and that, that's what happens with the Browns. They just do – the Browns are the Browns are the Browns. So I, I want to just jump back to the Jamal Charles situation. I, I, I have to take back what I was thinking to myself. Well, that's a hit for this football team. Remember, that football team won football games without Jamal Charles last year. By the way, ex-NFL coach Marty Schottenheimer right now, batting early onset of Alzheimer's. Man, that's a sad story. Marty was a guy on the sideline that was unbelievable. I would love to hang out with him right now, though. And, and Hold on. <laughs> that sounded really horrible. You, you'll hear some real stories right now. You'll hear the truth. And I, that's why we don't interview anymore. I, I got tired of hearing the same stupid answers. You know, the only person that I bring on, you know, if I do, uh, would be uh, Tom McManus because he's the only one that'll ever answer a question straight up. 
But I, I will tell you right now, Marty Schottenheimer will be telling some great stories right now. Because he will be telling what he remembers and what he truthfully feels instead of more so than what he had to put out to the people. That That's a sad story. Marty Schottenheimer, love that guy. Guy, the, the guy is a guy's guy. So, by the way, what do you feel about Terrell Pryor? He's their number one wide receiver on the Browns. And this is what I want to say about the Browns. Your number one wide receiver is Terrell Pryor. Come on. Come on. You've got to be better than this. Browns, Browns, and you may be in a problem. Teams, players don't want to go there. I get it. But you got to figure out a way to get some. Terrell Pryor is your number one wide receiver. For God's sake, how do you expect anybody to be able to be successful when Terrell Pryor is your number one? Good God. Now, that having been said, Trade deadlines on Tuesday. Hayden has been. Whether it's buying or selling a home, there is no bigger decision than choosing the real estate agent who will represent you during the transaction. Brian Chadwick of JP and Associates Realtors is here for you. 12 years in the property management business has afforded him great insight into the real estate needs of his clients. He serves all his clients as he served his country, with honor and integrity. With Brian Chadwick, you will have a dedicated, honest, and hardworking realtor in your corner. To experience what he can do for you, call Brian Chadwick today or visit him online. This is Sonny Clark, the radio voice of your Raleigh Eagle, telling you to contact Brian Chadwick at 972-533-9059 or visit him on the web at brianchadwick.jphomesforsale.com. That's Brian with a Y, not an I, chadwick.jphomesforsale.com. Allen Bauer Electric, we offer expert electrical services from general outlet repair and fan installation to electrical panel upgrades. Our customer commitment includes additional benefits such as call-ahead scheduling, upfront pricing, and special after-hour electrical services. Being informed is to your benefit. So call Allen Bauer Electric for more information on how you can be more informed about your residential or business electrical needs. Give him a call at 214-356-0197. Allen Bauer Electric, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-star HVAC contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5-star HVAC contractors serving Rowlett 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5-star HVAC contractors. 
At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Are you having trouble understanding Social Security planning? There are a lot of questions that have to be answered, like when does it make most sense for you and your spouse to start receiving Social Security? What is the impact of your Social Security benefits if you work during retirement? How much of your Social Security will be taxed each year? Let Nest Egg Wealth Advisors provide you with that direction to these decisions. Call our offices today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nesteggadvice.com for your complimentary guide to Social Security. Let Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. Sonny, I think you're on mute, buddy. Sonny, I think you're on mute. Can you hear me now? I'm on mute. Yeah, I I think you're there. Yeah, I know. I think you were on mute, weren't you? No, I was. I heard the song come on and everything, and then uh, I never heard you, so I thought you may have been on mute. But you're back now. That's all that matters. Well, I'm I'm just hoping that it, so you can hear me now. Yeah. All right. Good. Okay. Because um, that, I, oh, yeah, I may have I don't know, but I would have done it because I'm moving the microphone around because I'm actually using the phone. I yeah, I got too lazy to set up the studio this morning, but that having been said, uh, a lot lots of things going on in the NFL. How are you doing, my friend? Doing well. Doing well. My Auburn Tigers with a big win last night, and the Cubs. Lose again, like you predicted, three one right now. It's just crazy. 
Yeah, and I don't know if I'm ever going to get my um, my <laughs> my co-host back. He said that he officially resigned after I said that the Cubs are going to win or Cubs are going to lose because they're they're eternally cursed. This is a football. I mean, my gosh, you can't win at home. <laughs> I mean, uh, in this in the World Series, out of all games, listen, lose them on the road. Don't uh, try to get one. They got one chance to get one, and they, and that's one obviously got they got to get here. I think is that today, by the way. I believe so. I believe they play when they're not changing locations. I believe it's day three days in a row. I'll check real quick and see. But you got to be if you're a Cubs fan right now. I mean, what's worse, making the World Series and losing like this, or not making it at all? I mean, sometimes you. I, you I don't think wanna, it's the way they're losing it. it. Yeah, they've been blown out. I mean, what seven to two, and then one to nothing, and now. All the pressure is on Chicago. Sometimes when these games like this happen, you, you think the Cubs are going to win. The Indians play with nothing to lose. They're going back to Cleveland. Right. They can kind of just swing for the fences, really, and not have to play strategy. Just, hey, hey, if we lose, we lose. We got, they got to beat us twice in Cleveland, which anything can happen in baseball. But I don't know if they make yep. it past Chicago tonight, to be honest with you. I think the Indians swing for the fences tonight. Well, here's what they got to do. I mean, you know, they haven't had any bats in Chicago. No bats. I mean, last time they had a bat was the second game of the uh, the one they won in Cleveland. Uh, no bats in uh, no bats in Chicago. You got to have bats in the World Series. Or, I mean, granted, you got to have pitching, which tells you something about the pitching. Is the pitching that good, or is the batting for the Chicago Cubs just that bad, or are they just so nervous? And it's not because I think, listen, there's a lot of pressure in that statement that they haven't won a World Series since, you know, 1908. There's a lot of pressure in that. I mean, it's got to be in the back of my and they're always nervous. I mean, I get it. I understand that. How can you go in there completely cool, calm, and collective when you haven't won anything for a hundred and you know what, a hundred and nine years? I mean, come on. A long time. It was yeah, ninety-two plus sixteen. That's a hundred and hundred eight years. Yeah, hundred and eight. Years. That that that's got to be on the back of their won. mind. Cleveland had won it what since the forties? Am I right? Maybe. So, yeah, I mean, but they made the World Series but... though just like twelve years ago, though, right? Yeah, ninety six. They they made twenty years ago. I think it was ninety six. They yeah. made the. They may have made it after that too. I know they lost to the Braves. That was one of the Braves' only World Series wins. Right. That I was exactly. alive for. But I know Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, Chicago is just a, to choke at home like this to lose your first two. You get three. You have a chance. You know, you split in Cleveland. You've got a chance to never have to leave Wrigley Field again. But now, absolutely. I mean, it's just embarrassing almost that. You, I think that's you're the word. You're going to lose tonight. You know, like you said, if you're just uh, that seems just going to swing for the fences, and it might be uh, too too little, too late by that time for them to even get in there. So to make a difference, so it it, it should be very interesting. Um, I, I haven't watched because I didn't want. I you know I I am a Cub fan by the way, um, but I know the Cubs are, are incapable of winning. Uh, that, that pressure is just too much. It, it's too much on them. now, and every player, every coach is going to say, "Well, that's you know that's not just that." Yeah, it is. That's the excuse, uh, and it, it's it's not necessarily a good excuse, but it's enough. So you know, good luck to the Cubs. Uh, hopefully, they do get a win. I want to see them make a. Uh, 
make a good showing and make a play for it. But I, I'm just I, I guess my expectations are is I'm almost 50, okay, and the Cubs only came close really once uh, to even make it into the World Series. Thanks, Bartman. But take away from that, I mean, they really haven't been a threat. They've been the doormats of the National League. So it's. It is what it is uh, for so many years. So um, I'm about ready to jump into the games. I haven't talked about any of them. Uh, we can talk just briefly about the game that's going on right now as the Washington Redskins are taking on the Cleveland Browns. And I picked the uh, uh, I picked the Washington ones. Redskins in this game. And right now they're up 10-7 to 7 right now, right? Yeah, they're playing the Bengals, not the Browns. I think you can be. Oh, yeah, the they're Bengals. Yeah, they're playing the Bengals. Bad. Thank you. By the way, what do you think about the Jaguars? Yeah, what do you think about the Jaguars getting rid of their offensive coordinator instead of firing the coach? Uh, It's just like a a band aid. Somebody's got to blame somebody, you know. I mean, you you lay an egg like that in Tennessee. I mean, that's God. That's God awful. I mean, that's bad. And the the score the score doesn't do it justice. Yeah, the coach should fire. The head coach should fire himself. Actually, have you ever seen a head yeah. coach fire himself? Yeah, I, yes, I have. You want to know who did it? Mike who, Ditka Jeff when Malba. he was the Saints. When he was the Saints coach, Mike Ditka. He, he said, "Listen, I don't have it anymore. I can't. I can't motivate him." And when Ditka was the coach of the Saints, I'm not sure if he actually got officially fired, but you knew he was done. You could tell. Just by the way he presented himself, they, listen, I'm not getting through to these guys. And uh, I don't know if he was actually quit or fired, but I mean, I can't, I can't teach them anything. They're not listening to me. And that was him throwing his hands up saying, shit, I, I don't have anything I can, to help in this situation. Yeah, Mike Nick is a proud man, and he wants to win, and he's a man of integrity and everything and hard nose. and I guess the pussification of America started during that time, and he just couldn't motivate him. Could have been. Yep. Could have been. You're, you're absolutely right. So uh, interesting stuff going on, so let's do that. Um, let, let's let's jump into that Washington game. And one of the things that I've just not seen anything coming from the Bengals that make me feel any kind of confidence and picking them on anything, never mind. Uh, you know, th- listen, the Washington Redskins are not a great football team. They're a good football team at home. They're average at best on the road. And right now, the Bengals are average regardless, uh, home or away. Uh, so this was one I thought that the Redskins can go in there and sneak out of there with. And right now, they're up 10-7, um, as I think they're in halftime. Yeah, I mean, what the biggest thing I just ask is what happened to Cincinnati? I mean, this is a team that is pretty good, was supposed to have high expectations this year, and suddenly they suck. I mean, it's uh-huh. something's happened. It's like Carolina almost. What in the world's going on? I mean, they've already lost four games. They're three and four. They're losing to Washington right now. And the schedule, you know, at the end of the season, you can't ever predict what's going to happen, but – Road games at Baltimore, at at the Giants. They play at or at Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Houston, Baltimore. I mean, it's not going to get easier. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's not going to get much easier. And this team, three and four already, shows that they have no identity. Um, I don't see any leadership on that field, especially at the quarterback position where you need it the most, and that's why they struggle right now. For some reason, Andy Dalton is not the leader. Time for AJ McCarron. It's time. You can't. You, you have nothing to lose. 
And he could be a major trade bait going, you know, he's not going to be traded before the end of the season, but in the off season, Andy Dalton will be rumored to be gone and AJ McCarron taking the step in. But a big game for the Redskins is they're four and three. They're, you know, uh, they're only in reality, you know, a little bit behind the Dallas Cowboys who are five and one um, and the Philadelphia Eagles that are four and two. Uh, the Redskins need this game uh, as they lost last week. They're four and one though in their last five games so uh they have been playing well um so this one would be a real big win for the redskins in that nfc east because in a division that usually is a division that who's it going to be will someone step up right now dallas is stepping up in that position and that's uh with a five and one record but the rest of it is wide open in the nfc uh in the nfc east it is, and we thought that was going to be the weakest division, and it's actually, yes. you know, not not terrible. I don't think it's as good as people think it is, but it's not as bad as people thought it was going to be. Um, I don't know. I think Washington right now is the hottest team besides Dallas in the division. Philadelphia is starting to uh, – you never know what they're going to play like. So then they win Absolutely. Week, lose the next. But I think this Washington team is – I think this will catapult them if they can win today and um, – I think it it turns it tailspin Cincinnati if they lose today. So this is a big bigger um, game than what people think. Yeah, I I think you're right, and um, unfortunately I'm not watching that one, but it just more in the fact I'm just watching the score because we're doing today's show. Um, but the the funny thing here is is that when you looked at this game, and, you know, at the beginning of the season, and you're going, oh. Man, Bengals might have an easy week, and uh, au contraire, mon frere, it's not what's happening there as of right now. It is 10-7 over there, So, and I did have that game. I am on record of that. I'm actually 2-0 because uh, even that Jaguar game, I had Tennessee on it, uh, the running games uh, especially. Uh, the, so right now I'm 2-0 and out on uh, this week. Uh, so – I think we're we're both on Washington uh, for this game. So let's let's head on into the next game. That I, and I'm glad you're here because I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna I am gonna talk about your team. Your team. Oh my God! Has someone shot the the Carolina Panthers right in the behind? I'm telling you right now, this is not. This is a good football team, but they're just not playing good. They're just not playing good. This is a good football team, and and I'm not I'm not going to be one to say um, the reason why they're bad is because they don't have Josh Norman anymore on this football team. I'm not buying that, uh, but I am buying the fact that they are not winning football games and they're not playing good right now. And, and this is a this is a this is a good test for them because the Arizona Cardinals they're three three and one they tied last week they didn't score a touchdown in, in five quarters of play on I think it was Sunday night football I mean it's just stupid Monday night football whatever whatever night it was I didn't watch I went to bed um, because yeah you know, I you know it was ridiculous but this game right here it, you know I think didn't they play last year I think they played last year didn't they. Yeah, Carolina beat them pretty good. So, you know, they're, they're going to see what ends up happening in this game. Panthers are 1-5 and five coming off of uh, an open date. They had the bye last week. So, that when I look at this game, I like the fact that they had the bye last week, and I also like the fact that they're at home this week. And 
say whatever you want. Arizona's struggling at three, three, and one. I hate that in one. It makes me almost want to puke. Um, but that that being said, um, that was such a crazy football game where you saw the Arizona Cardinals stop the Seattle Seahawks offense, which gives me some some good vibes about the Arizona uh, Cardinal defense. Yeah, the problem is going to be Panthers can't stop people. And, and I think going into that bye week last week was bad. The way they lost to the Saints, they came back. I just don't know if a team that was 15-1 and one last year can come back from being 1-5. and five. It's total mind game now, and you have the Cam Newton concussion. He's been injured since the first game, and that's not the reason they're struggling. They're struggling because they can't play defense. They can't get off the field. And Arizona is going to present challenges with that. they got good running game. They can throw the football. Carolina, I'm still not convinced their offense has found their identity running the football. They still try to finesse it a little bit too much and throw it. Um, I don't think they can beat Arizona right now, honestly. Until they show me they can, I'm picking the Cardinals because I just I don't have any faith in that Carolina defense right now, especially being able to hold a lead. And and this being said, the Arizona Cardinals has the second best uh, defensive ratings in the NFL. They they hold they hold them to under 290 yards a game, and that's going to win some football games for you uh, in the NFL. But the Cardinals right now, um, they haven't given up a touchdown in two games. Carolina's offense, um, you know. 371 yards a game for a fourth best mark, but that's going up against teams that don't have a defense. You know, the Saints couldn't stop anybody. Tampa shouldn't be able to stop anybody. Atlanta can't stop people. And now you start playing teams that matter. And if you're one and five, Sonny, to make the playoffs, I think they have to at least be nine and seven. I'll put it that way. They've got a They've got a tough road to only lose two more games. They go out to Los Angeles next week. They do play the Chiefs. They have to go to Oakland and Seattle and Washington. And they play San Diego. We know how San Diego can be. And I just don't think they can do it. I just don't think – I mean, I know the schedule was tough, I guess, with Denver and Minnesota. But these guys should be, what, five and one right now. Absolutely. say four and two at – four and two at worst four and two and then you've got a chance but there's no excuse to lose to minnesota at home there's no excuse to lose to lose to atlanta there's no excuse to lose to tampa even though cam was out and there sure as hell no excuse to lose to new orleans 41 to 38 so i think they're done sonny i think that bye week came in a bad bad time and i, I just think you want to go into bye with a win I think Arizona's struggling the way they did on offense. They'll find their identity against Carolina today, and they'll they'll start rolling a little bit. So if Carolina loses, it's done. If they win, they they have a small chance to sneak back in this division because Atlanta's in it. You know Atlanta sucks. You know they're going to end yeah. up blowing it down the well, stretch. So if, that that that's atypical of them. That that's for sure. You, you can't really depend a lot on the uh, on them to consistently do it for the rest of the season. I think you're right about that. Um, it would surprise me. By the way, this was a game that was set for the afternoon. They changed that under the NFL flex scheduling. How the okay? Since the NFL has flex scheduling going on now, how come they could not flex that damn uh, Chicago Bears game out of Monday Night Football? Monday night set always. They don't. The Monday night games are set because fans buy tickets to those games 
way in advance because of travel, work, and things like that. So those are in lockdown. The the Monday night or the Sunday night games, the best game of the week, and it's I mean it, it can be flexed around. I would honestly, I think I would rather see Carolina at night against Arizona than I would the Eagles and Cowboys. But that's just me being a fan. But the Vikings and Bears, my God, that's just ugly. God, that's God, that's, that's gonna be so, and. And just one, the fact I've seen what they were doing. I get it. I mean, of course, they were thinking they had Adrian Peterson and also Teddy Bridgewater that were going to be in the lineup. Guess what? Neither one of them are there. But how the Minnesota Vikings are 5-1, and one, it, it just completely amazes me. Yeah, I think they're going to start going downhill a little bit. I think there's film out there. People are starting to realize you can beat Minnesota. I mean, they got they got killed last weekend, and – and I know you lose some in the NFL, but I just don't think this team's as great as what people think they are. And at the end of the year, that, that trip to Green Bay uh, in December, it's going to be cold. I mean, it, even at Jacksonville, we don't know how that's going to be. At Detroit, they still play Arizona. I mean, it's just it's a tough schedule for Minnesota, but not as tough since they're 5-1 and one now. They've got some room to play with. But exactly. I don't think the Green Bay Packers are worth a crap, to be honest with you. So, yeah, and that, that that's that's another game that is happening a little bit later on today. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals are getting three. I mean, I, I think I, if I'm a betting man, I'm jumping on that. I like the I like the Arizona Cardinals in three. Uh, that that one's kind of a good one there for you uh, if you're if you're a betting man because I'm right there with you. I'm not sure if I how I feel about. It. You see, the problem is is that. A team like the Carolina Panthers can turn into a Jekyll and Hyde team. Now they have strung off what nine games, nine games in a row, a couple of years back. But this this team, I don't think is capable of doing that this year. They don't have a defense. I mean, you got to. It started if Carolina's defense was tough, I would feel good about it. But they're not. I know they're going to score points, but they can't stop anybody in the NFL. You have to stop people to win. I'm sorry. I think you're absolutely right. So, uh, the Carolina Panthers, they have a tough one. Let me just check the studio and waiting for – see, Cuervo, this is his first weekend back in South uh, South uh, California, Southern California. I don't think he's going to be in this week, but he'll probably be in next week. Unless he was really, really honest and said, you know, I'm not going to be the coach, uh, the co-host of the Couch Potato Sports Show after what Sonny said no, about his bears. <laughs> I know he was. I he was playing around. But um, but so we'll be looking for uh, for Cuervo. But yeah, this this is a game that you know I, I wouldn't feel confident about if you're a Carolina Panther fan. And frankly, this is a good test for the the Arizona Cardinals. Though the Arizona Cardinals have got to figure out how to get back into the winning situation at, because that division it could get out of control on them. Because when you look at the at the NFC uh, West. Um, Seattle is at four and one, and Arizona Cardinals are three and three and three. So they're right there. This is a game that they got to get back. This is a game they got to be able to get in order to say, "Hey, guess what? Um, we're going to be vying for it." So the second time when the Cardinals and the Seahawks meet up, that could be for the division because there's a tie, so it, it's irrelevant. So it could be really interesting. That game will happen up in Seattle. 
Yeah, and until Carolina shows me they can beat somebody besides San Francisco, I'm going to pick against them. I'm not even going to. Yeah, there you go. I didn't, good San Francisco. I didn't feel good about them against the Saints a couple of weeks ago, honestly. Remember, I don't know if we talked about that, but yep. it's scary. We talked about it. Uh, it. Yeah, they just can't stop anybody. And Arizona, to me, is, is an offensive team. And we'll see. It's the West Coast coming all the way here for a noon kickoff. That's kind of tough, you know on the West Coast teams, so we'll see. Yeah. All right, so we're we're both up on the Arizona Cardinals in that game. We'll hop into the next game that is on tap here, and you hang out for as long as you can. You don't have to let me know when you're going to go. You can go. Uh, the Detroit Lions, 4-3. They're third in the NFC North. Uh, the Houston Texans are first in the AFC South. They're 4-3. and three. And I don't know if you heard it or not or saw it, but there is a GoFundMe to try to raise money to buy out Brock Osweiler's contract uh, from a go fund me. I, uh, this, this, I'm going to tell you right now, the Houston Texans fans are all over this guy. And I don't know. I know he's not a good quarterback, but guys are a great quarterback. But Brock Osweiler is not the worst thing in the world. And, hey, regardless of what Indianapolis is going, your team's first in the AFC South, and they want to get rid of the fans want to get rid of the quarterback. you got to love it. And let me see. I may have lost him. Yes, I did because I thought he could only hang out there. But you got to love that story that's that's headed out of that area. But uh, this one here, it, you know, when you look at this one, uh, you know, what quarterback's going to show up? Is it going to be Matthew Stafford? Is it going to be Osweiler? Hell, I don't know. One underachieves, and then one goes off crazy. Um, one week, and then next week they're, they're both. So they're both got kind of a. Um, situation where the Lions can't get consistent play from a guy who should have that consistency in his game right now. And I'm talking about Matthew Stafford. So um, it, it just seemed that when you look at the abundance of talents that the Lions have, they cannot deliver on the team's success, and it's because of Stafford. Stafford, for some reason, when you look at his stats, says that he's an elite quarterback, but we don't get that week in, week out for him. He's been sputtering for, God, years in reality. And now they don't have Calvin Johnson. Like I said, this would make or break him. He needs to find other uh, wide receivers. He started off good and then just went away from it. So three wins in three games, and now Stafford right now is getting, you know, the the raves and everything else that is going on. So, you know, I don't know. Stafford right now, he ranks third in the NFL in passer rating of 105.7, fourth in touchdown passes with 15, and eighth in passing yards because he's got 1,914 yards right now. And despite the fact that the Lions throw the ball all over the place, he's only thrown four interceptions. The fact of the matter is, is that the Lions, you know, losing some of the games, questionably they could be up towards the top. I mean, because you're not getting anything from Green Bay. Okay. And Minnesota 5-1, and one, they're, they're, but, hey, if you believe Tarvin, maybe they're going to go off the ball here. 
So this one's going to be a good one. So when you look at it, the numbers and everything, those are normally numbers that Matthew Stafford is putting up when you start talking MVP. But at the same time, they're four and three, and they're third in the NFC North. And Stafford is going to say all day long, I don't care what the numbers are, okay? I just want to win football games. And he will say that. And rightfully so, he should. He is the coach of this football team. So whether or not he's going to go out there and be able to do what he needs to do in order to win this game against the Texans is going to be the question. But last Sunday against the Redskins, I mean, get this. He completed an 18-yard touchdown to Bolden with 16 seconds left to go, and he capped off a 75-yard drive with that touchdown pass. I mean, in late in the games, he's been doing something. He's been playing really good late in games if they're close. So whether it is his preparation that's helping him to get to those games and knowing what he needs to do, I don't think it's Jim Caldwell that's helping him. Um, but you could talk about the talent. I mean, you got Bolden out there. He can catch the football. He can be the guy that you know, he should not be a number one, but yet he's probably the number one on that football team. And then you go to the other side of the ball and you look at the Texans and Brock Osweiler. Um, how about that game in Denver? God, that was God, that was ugly. Monday night football, going back to Denver, you got to go in there and play well. And what happens? Another subpar performance coming from the run defense, from the Texans. Why? Obviously, no J.J. Watts. 309 yards they had in the game of four games before that, and then they they ripped one off of 190 against the defense of the Texans. In four games, only 309 yards rushing before they got to the J.J. Wattless Texans. 190 yards, two rushing touchdowns. So, you know, I don't know. You gotta be you've gotta be able to stop the run in this league. The Lions aren't necessarily known for a running team, obviously. So that that might be a good thing. Where their secondary is is gonna be where they're gonna be put and here's the thing though. And getting back to that rushing defense, how about the Texans? They're ranked twenty ninth in the NFL and rushing defense allowing 135 yards a game. Last year, they only gave up 99. That's over 35 more yards a game. So Houston, they've had the injuries without question. J.J. Watts being the big one, it, it definitely puts a damper on, and you know you can run against this team. Now, I don't know if the Lions have a winning game. I really don't. Because they're so pass-happy. But even without Watts, the Texans should not be that bad. I'm sorry, they shouldn't. And 
while the Texans are having their problems on the offensive side of the ball, whether or not you think that Brock Osweiler is a legitimate quarterback in the NFL, he's that the guy, he's the one, he's the captain, he's running the team. And whether or not you like it or not, that's something that you're just going to have to decide whether or not you like it. I don't know. But here's one thing I do know. They're going to have to figure out how to get big in the front to stop the rushing attacks on the defensive side of the ball and then figure out their quarterback position. Because really, when you think about it, Brock Osweiler will maybe get the, maybe get the job done. But that, that, that defensive line is what's giving the Texans their headaches. So you can say whatever you want. That, there's no excuse for that. Regardless if J.J. Watts is in the lineup or not, they can't do that. And NFL teams that worry about whether or not an injury is going to be the reason why they're good or bad uh, to a vital person, all you got to do is look at, you know, Matt Castle and Tom Brady. Matt Castle had a great season. They went 11-5 this season that, that Brady went down. Castle played great. They didn't make the playoffs. And they were still pissed about not making it. At least they won football games. And coaches right now, you know, in the NFL, they, uh, all they talk about is we got to win even with injuries because this is the NFL. And, and frankly, I, and I'm going to say this, and I don't care what people think about me saying it, the, the NFL doesn't care about players that get hurt because it's next man up mentality. That's been the mentality in the NFL, but they don't care that J.J. Watts may not be able to play again. If that would be a diagnosis, they could care less. So depending on what you think about where a team is as far as their talent is concerned, what they're doing from game to game, that's going to be the question. And when I look at this game, I, I, I just I, – I should have an answer. I should say yes. They're going to win. But I don't even know who's going to – but here's what I'm going to say. This game is going to come down in the fourth quarter. I'm going to say give it to Matthew Stafford. So I'm going to go up on I'm, – I'm going to take the Lions. And then the four and four Houston Texans will definitely be on a cry to try to get rid of their quarterback in Osweiler. Because that's the one thing that they want. They want consistency at the quarterback position, and they're just not getting it. Now, that having been said, we're going to take a quick break here on the College Potato Sports Show. A couple reasons why. Because, number one, it's time in reality. And, number two, Sonny's Coffee cup is completely empty and that's just inexcusable on a Sunday morning I have to ha- I have to have the coffee it's got to be there so we're going to take a quick break here on the couch potato sports show and when we come back we'll talk a little bit more about some of the games there right here in the NFL we'll be back here on the couch potato sports show at Allen Bauer Electric, we offer expert electrical services from general outlet repair and fan installation to electrical panel upgrade. Our customer commitment includes additional benefits such as call-ahead scheduling, upfront pricing, and special after-hour electrical services. Being informed is to your benefit. So call Allen Bauer Electric for more information on how you can be more informed about your residential or business electrical needs. Give them a call at 214-356-0197. 
Alan Bauer Electric, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Harlow Tree Surgery is much more than just tree trimming. We also offer landscaping services, planting, stump grinding, fertilization, and tree health, and much more. Harlow Tree Surgery is offering not a buy one, get one half price special. Purchase the trimming for one of your trees and get the other one done at half price. Check us out on the web at www.facebook.com forward slash Harlow Tree Surgery or give us a call at 214-695-6500. That's 214-695-6500. Ready for the start. We can never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslow Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at coslowinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Palio's Italian Restaurant, located at Doll Rock in the 66 in Rowlett. Ever tried their Greek salad? Their Greek salad is proof that sometimes the best lunches don't need to be cooked at all. Make sure you check them out at Palio's Pizza, and check them out on their Facebook, where you have opportunities to sign up and get a free pizza. That's Palio's Italian Restaurant, located at 6702 Dow Rock Road, number 122, or give them a call at 214-703-9711. Are you having trouble understanding Social Security planning? There are a lot of questions that have to be answered, like when does it make most sense for you and your spouse to start receiving Social Security? What is the impact of your Social Security benefits if you work during retirement? How much of your Social Security will be taxed each year? Let Nest Egg Wealth Advisors provide you with that direction to these decisions. Call our offices today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nesteggadvice.com for your complimentary guide to Social Security. When people call Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning, they are generally unhappy when their air conditioner is not working. But really, they're worried. Are they calling the right people? Well, at Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning, service promised is service delivered. People of Rawlett have depended on us for over 25 years, so go ahead. Contact Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning at 972-475-3227 or visit them on the web at stevensonshvac.com. Being taken for a ride? Check out Costco Insurance. Serving Texans since 1981. Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance and save a ton. Costco Insurance on the corner of Main Street and Rowlett Road where we make insurance fun. Or check us out on the web at costoinsurance.com where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? Let Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. 
Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. In 1998, Scooter's Coffee was born. Co-founders Don and Linda Eccles began their amazing journey when they opened up their first drive through coffee house in Bellevue, Nebraska. Their motto is, amazing people serving amazing drinks amazingly fast. Scooter's only roast from the top 10% specialty coffee beans in the world. And their specialty, the Caramelicious. If you're new to Scooter's, you can't go wrong with ordering this rich, velvety caramel gem. So make sure you check out Scooter's Coffee, located at Rowlett Road in the 66 with a convenient drive through so you can get onto your business real quick. That's Scooter's Coffee, located in Rowlett. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. And we are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It's me, Sonny Clark, the... Hardest working man in sports radio here on a Sunday morning as we're covering all the games like we always do on our Sunday morning tradition. Of course, that being the uh, Couch Potato Sports Show, that being said. Good stuff going on here tonight as, well, today in the NFL. Some interesting games. I was going to place a bet, but I decided not to because these games are really, really tough. And I say that because I looked at the schedule and I'm looking at games that can go either way. And I, I myself, I would be scared to put money on these games this week. Why I, why there seems to be a thing here, I don't know. But I, I'm just not feeling very good at all with this game. And I would say, when you look at it, and you got to ask the question. Should you be able to uh, get a victory from week in to week out? Some of these teams get a game and they go, oh, God, yeah, we should win that game. And they're not winning those games. And that's one of the problems with some of the teams within the NFL. They're not getting the games. They're not winning the games that they should win. And that's a problem. So as the games that are going to keep going on week in, week out, the team's not showing up like they're supposed to, it's going it's to be really interesting to see how they do it. But the games that are on file here today are here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We're going to go into our next game that we are set to talk about. And we've got a good matchup that's happening here. Uh, two AFC teams that are going off, one in the West, one in the AFC North. Or, uh, to, uh, both these teams actually, mark that, are in the AFC West. And a game that when I looked at this one, I was like, well, this one's got Kansas City written all over it as Kansas City 
is taking on the Colts, but mark that the Colts are in the AFC South. They're not taking on the Chiefs like I thought. It's the Chiefs and the Colts, not the Chargers. And myself, Kansas City, to me, you know, on road trips anywhere, they're just not – they're not a good football team really on the road, although they can wick wick them off. But in reality – Kansas City, they're one in six in regular season and postseason games that are played in Indianapolis. So they haven't had much luck over in Indianapolis. But I, I go back, I don't care about what history says. I care about what's out on the football field week in, week out. So the question here is, is will they be able to put the thoughts of those losses behind them that are from the past, 2014 January, as the Chiefs um, got beat by the, the Colts. They led by 28 uh, points with 28 minutes to play, but the Colts came back and won the game 45-44 to and won the biggest comeback in NFC, uh, NFL uh, postseason history. So, I don't know. How will that affect the Colts go or the uh, Chiefs going into it, or do they just hey, this is just another football game? Will it come back and haunt them? It will be always the question when you look at this game. So you got to ask the question when you look at this. Guys that are out on the football field, they just want a chance to play on Sunday. It's Sunday. They need to make a good showing in order to be as good as they think they are. So, you can say whatever you want. The, I, I'm sure they, they, the, if I know about this, because I, I remember it, that I'm sure the coaches have been asked, answering questions about this the whole time. And if they're answering questions about it, that's got to suck, number one. Number two, um, that, that's something else besides talking about this week's game that matters. But the Chiefs come in, they're 4-2, and two-game two winning streak, beating Oakland and New Orleans. The offense and defense, though, has really been inconsistent. And Andy Reid's going to be the first to tell you that about that. But I will tell you right now, When the Kansas City Chiefs play well and are consistent, they're, they're one of the most competitive teams and most complete teams in the NFL. So they have to figure out how to get the focus on the Chiefs' defense in order for them to win this game. Because that Chiefs' defense is not as bad as Indianapolis's. So they got to figure out how to put it together. Indianapolis Colts, secondary is god-awful. And the Chiefs right now looking consistent on the offensive side of the ball when they are going. They've had lapses, but when they're going, they're huge. Now, the Colts, they're 3-4 and four coming off uh, uh, the victory last week against Tennessee, who just won on Thursday night. Luck's thrown 
about pretty good so far this season after being sacked, though, 25 times. Where's your offensive line? Offensive line with a combination of not having a defensive secondary that's worth a nickel is going to cost them to lose this game. And listen, the Chiefs are not a great football team, but Andy Reid, I'll say it and I'll say it again, Andy Reid's not going to have his players do anything that they're not capable of doing week in, week out on a regular basis. In other words, he's not going to have a guy to say, stand up, you need to make a difference. Wide receiver T.J. Hilton, okay, he's ranking in the NFL's best catch, 45 receptions. 689 yards, four touchdowns. Frank Gore, 33 years old, by the way, he's tied for ninth in rushing in the league with 494, uh, 495 yards on 117 carries. So you've got to like what you're getting from him. The veteran leadership that Gore brings to this game, and never mind the fact, the dude's tough. And you got to like what he's – hey, and if he can run – Andy Reid will run this guy until he can't run anymore. So they've got to figure – they've got to figure out how to get that part of it done. He's been playing well, making good decisions. they got to continue with that thinking because if they don't, that's where the problem lies for this football team. In reality, when you look at the whole situation regarding the Andrew Luck situation, you know, if, if the defense is going to give him the long ball, guess what? They'll throw the ball long. If the defense is going to let him run down, let him run the football or check down, guess what? That's what Alex Smith does best. But going down the field, like I just mentioned, if it's open, they'll take a shot. But they won't do that more than two or three times a game. And like I said, the Indianapolis Colts offensive line with the combination of that secondary, how could you pick the how, how can you pick the Indianapolis Colts to win? Well, you can pick them because they're at home. And folks, I, and say whatever you want about the Kansas City Chiefs, they're better at home. They're not as good. I don't know. Can they put it together? I just don't want to take a look at this football team when I look at the Indianapolis Colts and have to come up with a reason why they won, they won last week. They're three and two in their last five. So now they're at three and four. This would put them right in the mix in that AFC South, which is a division that they should be dominating, by the way. It's an important game. And the Indianapolis Colts being at home, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to ride the Colts bandwagon on this one, even though all the things are telling me the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win this game because of the secondary, because of the offensive line. But they got to be able to stand up and they got to be able to get this victory. Next game on the slate, New England Patriots, 6-1. and one. Won the last three games in a row. Buffalo, four and three. Lost their last game out on the football field. And this is the biggest game you know, we talked about it. If Reed, or mark that, if Ryan gets the victory, he's got a job for two years. If he sweeps the Patriots, he's got a job for two more years, regardless where they end up. I just don't see it happening. I, I look at this game and I'm going, how are they going to stop Tom Brady? Now, granted, they didn't have to stop Tom Brady in the first meeting. And I don't know if Buffalo has a home field advantage at all. I don't know. 
But if Bill Belichick gets two shots against the football team, don't matter if it's home or away, give me the odds up on Bill Belichick. And, you know, they should. They should be feeling really good about that victory that they got. And the Patriots, regardless who was quarterback, they got the win. It's hard to win in Foxborough. You know, and you could talk about all of the history in the world in reality, but Tom Brady, 15 years, by the way, that ranks as the longest since the AFL-NFL merger back in 1970. And during that span, the Patriots have only lost the first game against the division opponent six times. They won each rematch by an average of 28 points. Now, yeah, Bill Belichick is not going to, you know, come out, you know, and say, well, watch, think about history. Because I think Bill Belichick's like me. I don't look at history. I just look at what they can do out on the football field. And without Tom Brady, the, I'm sorry, with Tom Brady in the lineup against that first meeting against the Bills, the Bills are not winning that football game. Sorry they're not. And you can say, well, Sonny, your picks haven't been all that great this year, but I'm going to tell you right now, I know Tom Brady. And Tom Brady's going to tear this defense up. Any weakness on the defense that will be shown during the game or before the game, they'll try to, ex- they'll, they'll try to exploit it before the game, but they'll figure out what's going on in that game as the New England Patriots are the best coach football team in the NFL and know how to go into halftime to make halftime adjustments in order to get the victory. And Lord forbid that the Patriots are down three or seven and Tom Brady has two minutes to get the job done because you're going to lose the football game. The Bills' rushing attack, which led the NFL, now is ranked second with 153. So, But they're not going to have LaShawn McCoy. That's a problem. Hammy problem. Buffalo, though, they're depleted in the passing game. Sammy Watkins is out. Um, Marquise Goodwin, by the way, got a concussion. He's likely out for this game after he caught two touchdowns last week after a big pop. And those that are in my local Rowlett area knows who Marquise Goodwin is. The Marquise. So that's going to be very interesting to see how the Buffalo Bills are going to be able to bounce into this game. And Bill Belichick doesn't lose two games in a row to any football team in the NFL when they face them twice, that's in, within the division. They've never – and if I'm wrong about the stat because I'm kind of doing – I don't think they've ever lost two games in one season to any team in the NFL. And if they did, it happened maybe once or maybe during the year that Matt Castle was there. Take away from that, it didn't happen when Tom Brady was in the freaking lineup. Jets and Browns, by the way, I'm taking the New England Patriots. Jets and Browns, I'm not talking about this game. Not wasting my time. It's a horrible game. Jets should win. And I already told you about Josh freaking McCown being the quarterback for the, for the Cleveland Browns. Jets 2-5, and 0-7 oh Browns. That, that's all you got to say, okay? And, the, and, and here's the thing. The Browns are going nowhere quickly. And when you're going nowhere quickly in the NFL, guess what? You lose football games, and that's what's going to happen here. They're going to lose football game, and the Jets, and the Jets aren't even going to break a freaking sweat. Oakland, 5-2, and two, Tampa Bay. This is another game. Listen, Oakland has been flying across this country winning football games. 
What makes you think they're not going to be able to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are not even as good as them? Well, they might have a let-up game. But really, when you look at Jack Del Rio's team right now, gave him a win against Jacksonville in Jacksonville. Then they had the Bills. They got the big in. But come on. Jack Del Rio's got this team playing on all cylinders. And right now, they are the best they have been in years. This is not even a game to talk about, and I'm not going to talk about it very much. Oakland gets the victory over the Tampa Bay. Seattle, 4-1. They're tied for first in their division. New Orleans, 2-4. They lost last week. Games in New Orleans. Michael Bennett, no. And this is going to be a high school interference. Seattle can't keep up with it. And I, I just don't think they got the, the wheels to do it. Never mind the fact they're on the road. Never mind they haven't scored in the last five quarters, and that being obviously against the Arizona Cardinals. I just don't think that they've got enough to get up over the hump in this game. I really don't. And I, I don't really like what I'm seeing from Seattle, although they lead the division, so you gotta you got to say really good for them. Great. And how about Drew Brees? Okay, they're 2-4. and four. And right now, if you look at everything, he's completing 68% of his passes, 17 touchdowns, so only five interceptions. He's averaging a career best 350 yards a game. And in a 27-21 loss to Kansas City, he recorded his league's leading the 100th 300-yard game. Sorry, all those add up to a Seattle football team that offensively cannot get the job done. Maybe they can against this defense, but I, I I just don't see how you stop Drew Brees. I don't see how the Seattle Seahawks get a victory there today. So that's where I'm at in that game. See, now San Diego is on the road taking on the Denver Broncos. San Diego three and four. They've won their last two games. Denver won last week, but they they dropped a couple. They're five and two. This game is in Denver. This is my upset special. I'm only gonna make one super pick this week, I think, and this is one of them. I think the Chargers are gonna get this victory. Denver Broncos. They pulled out two game tailspin and it came in and got the win last week. And I, I don't know. And now, for the second time in three weeks, the Broncos are going to be taking on the the uh, San Diego Chargers, and the Chargers won that game. And the Chargers right now, they're they're trying. I think they're getting so close, they're figuring out how to win, and they got they cannot let this Denver Bronco team score on them in the fourth quarter. I'm going to tell you right now, I like the San Diego Chargers to get up in this game quick, and it's whether or not that they'll be able to hold it off in the fourth quarter, as always. Okay, it doesn't take a genius if you watch this football team on any regular basis. If you don't watch them on a regular basis, you don't necessarily know that the San Diego Chargers uh, give up these points in the fourth quarter. So I like San Diego in this game, and, and mainly because I think they, when they handed that that twenty-one thirteen loss um, last week, or they th- this was a week after Atlanta beat Denver. 
That's when the UN, I think they're going to try to start it again. They're going to try to start a fight. They're going to pick a fight. And I don't know, to be honest, if they're capable of keeping up with it. So we'll watch for that and see if that can end up happening. But I'm going. I'm on Charger. I'm I'm on the Chargers, Super, San Diego Super Chargers train. I'm telling you, I saw something in this team. They're gonna they're gonna end up second in this division. I promise you this. I don't know why, but there's something telling me that the Chargers, if they get it figured out in the fourth quarter, they could be a team that will could be fighting for second place in this division. Marquee game of the week, Packers, Falcons. Falcons should win at home. Aaron Rodgers supposedly is not the best, you know, a person to get the job done. Listen to criticism, everybody all over his behind. I got news for you. They're still 4-2. And, 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 I, and I don't care if he's having a down year. Guess what? That happens with, within people's careers in the NFL. They'll have a down year, but they'll still figure out how to win football games. Atlanta, they know how to drop the ball in the second half of the NFL seasons. Why? Because they've done it. They're used to it. They know how to do it. They're pretty good at it. And and all Green Bay does comes back. They know how to come back. And I don't want to get up on the line as next man up. That's not what these Green Bay Packers are. Aaron Rodgers is going to have a good game here this week. And I, I don't know how Atlanta has an opportunity to get this victory. I, you know, they've been playing good. They have to stop Julio Jones. And, frankly, if you stop Julio Jones, I think, I think the Green Bay Packers get this job done today. Stop Julio. Now, Julio is going to get his own. He's going to get 110 yards, maybe two touchdowns. Green Bay has got to score. So that's what I'm looking at. I think Green Bay is going to be able to score. I think Atlanta's got a little too big for their britches, but guess what? They're leading in that division. They're four and three. And I don't like the Atlanta Falcons to win this division at the beginning of the year. They've lost two games in a row. That's what scares me about this team. They won three games before that, and then they dropped the two games in their so They're streaky, and that's what – and Green Bay, they can be streaky. Why? Because they got Aaron Rodgers. Matt Ryan has proven that he doesn't know how to be streaky and good. The other hand, Aaron Rodgers knows how to be streaky and good, and they're going to get the job done here today. Last game on the slate, the big game right here in Dallas. The Philadelphia Eagles come in, and they've won five in a row, and – I, I hope – listen, I, I'm going to say this. I, I can't believe Sonny's going to say this. Are you ready, Dallas Cowboy fans? I hope the Dallas Cowboys win. I really do. I hope they can win this game. I, and the main reason why, they'll get a stranglehold on this division. No one's going to catch them. My only problem is, is that the Dallas Cowboys, when it comes to the odds, they, they don't always do well. Now, granted, they've done well against the odds, but sooner or later it's got to stop. They've won five games in a row. When's the last time the Dallas Cowboys won six games in a row? I can't tell you. It's been too long. And so just for the pick, I'm going to pick Philadelphia because I just don't think the Dallas Cowboys are capable of winning six in a row. And that's not a shot against the football team. It's a good football team. 
just the ads to say no. And I'm like I said, I hope I'm wrong. And if I am wrong, I've done something right. I mean, because maybe that'll help them win. I don't know. I've, I, I'm just saying for the pick, I'm going to pick the Eagles to win this game. But I hope the Cowboys will win. I just don't I, – I, and, and this has nothing to – listen, the Dallas Cowboys are a better football team than the Eagles, okay? I, I said it, okay? The odds. I'm going to go with the odds. The odds say they should not win this game, so I'm going to stick with those odds. Whether they're right or wrong is really irrelevant. If they can get the job done, they'll get the job done. So um, as we're going to be in a shortened show here as we're going to get out of here at 11 o'clock here, um, we are going to get that job done. I hope everybody has a great day. Um, I, I swung through the last part of this because I have something that I got to do, and uh, if Cuervo was in, I would stay a little bit longer we talk about the last hour of the show we're not going to do that so that having been said i am sunny clark the hardest working man in sports radio and we are out of here i hope everybody has a great day we'll catch you next week don't forget about the Rowlett Eagles taking on the Garland Owls. They take them on Friday night. Your coverage starts at 7 o'clock. Pre-game show will be uh, – mark that, Thursday at 7 o'clock. Pre-game show will be up Thursday morning. That's going to do it for me here on the Couch Potato Sports Show and your Rowlett Eagles Radio Network as well as the NFL. We cover it all right here. Hope everybody has a great day. I'm out of here. And we'll see how well the picks go this week. I did pretty well last week. I'm actually quite proud of myself. Missed four games. Five. Mark that. Five games. And, of course, three of them I bet on. So there you go. Uh, That haven't been said. I'm out of here. This is Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio. We'll take care. Bye-bye.